All right, so the cursing of the fig tree, something I have not talked about in a couple years and something that we talked about in seminaries. So here you go. We're going to take you back to scripture class in seminary again. Now, the fig tree. This has always been a sign of Israel. All right. Now, the problem was this particular fig tree had no fruit of holiness or repentance. It only had leaves, no fruit. So Jesus cursed it. But the tree is not really being punished here. So don't worry for the tree. All right. <laughs> it's not its fault. As I said, it's symbolic. The fig tree is an obvious reference, the church fathers tell us, to Israel's spiritual sterility. Their lack, as I said, of holiness and repentance. That's why he cursed it. So then what happens is he goes into the temple and cleanses it to make the same point. A cleansing, a purifying. You know, I mentioned before um, <clears throat> that it's not much, and this is a homily I did a few months ago. It was not so much the fact that they were providing animals for sacrifice. Jesus' anger was at the money changers because they were exchange rates. Like when you go to the airport, you get robbed on the exchange rate. It's pure highway robbery. That's what he was upset with. They were swindling the poor common man. You know, Christ was angry about this, these money changers, that they were cheating the people. But it goes deeper here this time. Here there's this fig tree brought into the picture. It was also because it was causing a distraction to prayer. Now there's a right time and a wrong time to provide the animals for sacrifice. In and of itself, that's not bad. It's, it's not. That's why churches have bookstores with religious items. Well, don't blame your church because your church has a bookstore with religious items in it. We're providing a, a brand new Catholic Bible. I got some scathing emails saying, how dare we charge for it? Well, if you can't afford it, I will give you that Bible. But we do have to still cover our costs to keep this ministry going. These cameras Brother Mark is bringing to you to show you this live stream, it's not free. They're very expensive. So please understand the whole here. Well, anyway, when it becomes distracting to prayer, then yes, you have a problem. Prayer is the fruit of piety, one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And that was missing in this temple area, like the fruit that was missing from the tree. So that's what Jesus is going after here. What was happening was, yes, there were commerce. There was, that was the leaves, but it was accompanied by no prayer or holiness, the fruit. We need both. St. Bede said, Jesus wants both fruit and foliage, leaves and fruit. All right, he said the external actions... These are the leaves are fine, but with no fruit, which is the eternal union with God, the fruit of prayer, you got a problem. So what's the message here? No matter how good a person is, I hear this all the time. Well, Father, they don't believe in God. They don't go to church, but they're a good person. Okay, that's a start. 
but we need to take them farther down the road. A bike, if you leave a bicycle standing of its, by itself, it'll fall down. A bike is a good thing. But stand it up by itself and not move it forward, it'll fall. A bike has to keep moving forward to stay upright. And the same with us in life. We have to move forward in our spiritual life. So no matter how good a person is or how good we are in our external actions, you know, we tip the waiter what nicely or whatever it might be. If it isn't based on God, it's just leaves. There's no fruit. Remember the homily that I gave a while ago about the vine and the branches. Remember I said that, that a vine with no fruit is a problem and the branches will be trimmed away. All right, it's the same thing here. So we, we don't want excuses. Our Lord is telling us now, people might say, well, this is unfair of Jesus because the tree wasn't in season. How could the tree expected to have fruit when Jesus says here he found nothing but leaves for it was not the time of year for figs? Well, why is he blaming this poor tree? The message is there cannot be excuses if you look at the big picture. Well, I'm not a priest, Father. I'm not a religious. I don't know the faith well enough. I'm not a good enough person. My friends don't want to hear about Jesus. I'm too busy right now. These are all excuses that yes, on the surface could be said, but deep down, we know we could overcome. Now, Jesus overturning the tables. Let's talk about that. That foreshadows the destruction of the temple that was going to come a few years later. Remember, there were two temples, and this was the second temple Jesus was in. The first temple was already destroyed, and they built the second temple. Now, this is where Jesus is in the second temple, but he's foreshadowing even this will be destroyed. And it was in 70 AD by the Romans. The first temple was destroyed back in 586 BC by the Babylonians, and it caused the exile. Refer to the Babylonian exile. Now, the problem is Jesus is showing them they didn't learn. After the first temple was destroyed and they were put into exile, God brought them back but they still didn't learn. They build a second temple. They're falling into the same problems. And Jesus is saying it's going to happen again. And that's a message for us in life. Let's get back on the track. We fall, get up. But he's giving us that, that guide to say, listen, you got to keep going. All right. Now, Jesus did also did this because our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. And we have become defiled in a lot of ways. Sexual immorality, impurity, overeating, gluttony, sloth, comfort. These are all things hurting our bodies. Our bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit. I was just reading something. I think it was Bishop Barron or somebody said, the Lord's whip has been put upon us and it has 10 knots. The Ten Commandments. I thought that was pretty interesting. This also shows he is doing a divine inspection of the temple, a purification to purify the sanctuary and the priests. The same thing is happening in the church now. Clean it up. You know, we're part of the Diocese of Springfield. And next week they are going to list a list of accused priests. 
Now, I'll be doing a talk on the priest scandal in a couple weeks, so I ask you to join us. But they're coming out with a list of accused priests. Now, I just pray that these are really guilty priests, that they're found credible. I don't know how they're deeming the word credible or not. If it's one word against another, is that credible? I don't know. But we pray for the victims. We pray for the priests whose souls are in jeopardy. Thank God I was told by one of the priests in the diocese that there are no new cases at all. These are all decades and decades old. Again, not excusing it. But praise be to Jesus that they're nothing new, that things are getting cleaned up in the temple. And so keep that, please, in prayer. Now, <clears throat> Jesus says, My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, all peoples. <clears throat> Here, he's referring to Isaiah. Isaiah saw a time when the Jews would worship with the Gentiles in the temple for all nations. What do you mean in the temple for all nations? Not this temple. This is the Jewish temple. But Jesus tore it down. Isaiah said there will be a time when the Jews and the Gentiles will worship together in the temple for all nations. Well, what is he talking about? The church. The church. This is why he established a church as one family for all nations. This is the beauty of it. Our live streams have people from all over the world. You know, I was looking at this the other day. Do you know I have now heard from every continent in the world except Antarctica? So if there's any of you right now listening from Antarctica, give us a shout out. You've now completed all seven continents. We hear from people all over the world. It's awesome. I was just reading again some of our beautiful Marian family members, Maria, Sophia, Evelyn, Deb, Tracy, Bob, Pamela from India, Kimberly. All of you, so beautifully, all nations, so part of this Marian family. That is what Christ started in the church. We are all brought together and held together by what? The church. And this is what Christ is telling us here. Now, the Jews in Israel, unfortunately, rejected this. They rejected the Gentile. And so the Lord is saying, you can't do that. That's why he's cursing this. Remember, they are a sign of the fig tree. I said that when I started here. The fig tree is the sign of Israel. So Jesus is cursing the fig tree as a sign that you guys got to wake up here, Israel. But this curse went deeper. It went for a lack of repentance, lack of holiness. Meaning, however, though, there's time to repent. So the Jews, us, even today, have time to repent. You know, a lot of people say, well, the Jews don't believe in Jesus. Why? Because Jesus wasn't their Messiah. Their idea of a Messiah was this conquering hero that was going to come on horseback and destroy Israel's enemies. Well, actually, he, he will do that, and he has done that. He's conquered the biggest enemy, sin. Not a political enemy, but a spiritual enemy, sin. And how did the Jews see the Messiah as this conquering hero on horseback? How's Jesus going to come again a conquering hero on horseback. So he is the Jewish Messiah. Jesus was that conquering hero, or is going to be. He already conquered sin, and now he'll come again, that warrior on horseback. So there's no need 
for the Jews not to see this when it comes in fulfillment. They will. The scripture tells us so. God bless them. Let us pray for our Jewish brothers and sisters. And so in the meantime, let us also pray for ourselves that we repent and we have holiness so we don't become the fig tree. Jesus is warning the Jews about the fig tree. Well, now we have to look at ourselves. Are we the fig tree? Are we bearing fruit? So Jesus also always gives us a warning by showing us examples in scripture for us to learn. Here it's the fig tree. After seeing the fig tree withered, Jesus said, you know what? You can move mountains with prayer. What's he referring to? What does he mean that you could move mountains? He was referring to Mount Zion. You've heard that term, Mount Zion? That's where Jerusalem stands. Now, what's interesting is the removal of this shows the power of prayer. What do we mean, Father? After the destruction of the first temple, Zerubbabel, which you've heard in scripture, had to move a mountain literally to build a new temple. Literally. To build the next one. So the mountain of Jerusalem and the temple were pushed aside to make room for the new temple. This is powerful. This new temple is the body of Christ, the church. The new temple is the house of prayer, the church built by Christians coming from all nations. Just like we have on our live stream. This is the importance of the church. Please don't fall into that trap. I don't need the church. Jesus said we need the church. So important that God destroyed two temples to get it. Do you think if the church wasn't any important that God would destroy two temples to establish the church? He did. His body. The, it's incredible. To get to heaven, we need grace. And the church is the dispenser of that grace. So please, don't think that you don't need the church. We do. The church is the minister of that grace, that grace to get you to heaven. And to receive that grace, Jesus tells us we need prayer. You see the connection? So pray, even when you are in sin or you don't feel like it. The saints tell us there's more merit in prayer when you don't feel like it. Well, Father, I'm in sin. If I go to church, I'll be hypocritical. That's exactly why you need to go. I say to the Lord all the time, sometimes I don't get in to do my, I do one holy hour in the morning, and then I do one, I try to do one at three in the afternoon. So I do two holy hours a day. Sometimes a critical meeting or a funeral or something like that or travel will prevent me from doing the second holy hour. And sometimes I have to go at night. Sometimes it's 10, 11, 12, midnight. And sometimes I'll go in there after midnight and I'll just be exhausted. And I'll say, Lord, you know me. I don't feel like being here right now. I don't feel I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm exhausted. I don't feel like being here, but I am because I love you. That's the power of prayer. Love is not an emotion. I don't feel like it doesn't matter. 
Love is a decision, an act of the will. I'm choosing to be here, Lord, because I love you. And that's why the saints tell us there's more merit in prayer when we pray when we don't feel like it than when we are all giddy with consolation. It's easy to pray when we are all giddy with consolation. It's much more difficult when we don't feel like it. And that's the message here. So I finish by saying the Bible tells us that for prayer to be effective, we must forgive our neighbor. This is powerful. Jesus says, forgive and you will be forgiven by your father. Do this so as to not be the fig tree without fruit. What was the fruit or the lack of fruit? Lack of repentance and forgiveness and holiness. So when Jesus arrived at the tree, he found it with no fruit, just fig leaves. Let the same not be said of us on judgment day. Lord, may you please find in us fruit, fruit that comes from the Holy Spirit, guided by your church. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.